Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back. I want to thank uh, good conversation with Bobby Fong. That was or fun, as, wasn't it? It was fun, yeah. Jack, we can go to our next guest. Just, uh, I know you're efforting to, to oh, oh, reach a guest, yeah, but it's all good. Jump ahead, Jack. I do want to thank, uh, you around. know what I did this weekend, Scott? What is that? I went racing dirt bikes, as you I have been where? doing. You Because I saw a couple posts Yeah, I went pictures. to very many complimentary things on the uh, social media about my racing i was pretty pleased with myself i've lost some 50, weight yeah you're just shy of 50 pounds lost dude you look awesome thanks and it, but i've been a supporter of, of yours since you were a little kid so why would that surprise you what's surprising is i was actually little at one point <laughs> you so. were a kid <laughs> everybody's little when they're kids i was yeah so uh you never even had a mullet i never had a mullet i didn't either never had one so there is some class left for both of us, we can look back on our childhood and go, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think there's any class for either one of us. I think oh, we're well, okay. Guilty by association, but with each other. So. Wow, that was close. But it was a good time. I raced I raced a Husky 300. But what track were you at? What state were you in? Illinois. Prophetstown, okay. Illinois. It's, Prophetstown. Yeah, and, it's, and it really, you know, I'm, I've... Somebody asked me, how was the race? Did you? It's all sand. It's yeah. got a motocross track in it. It's got... Um, you don't like sand, though, do you? No, I love sand. But it. So it, it's it's a woods race. It's, it was an hour and a half long. It was like an hour and 45 by the time we, we, we got across the line. But um, Any roots? It wasn't too bad, actually. It did get a little rough, but it was pretty good. It was fun. And um, Bill Gussie put it on. Who puts on the I loose run? I love Bill Gussie. He's such a positive guy. <laughs> yeah. I bark at him when I go through scoring. He's standing there and he hits me in the head with a flag. There it is. Yep. So that's my buddy. But it was a good time. And it was part of the it's, Iowa it's, series or whatever. They call and him Illinois. Cowboy Bill Gussie. Is that his nickname? Cowboy I don't think Bill? what you what they call him you can say on the air. Not on the not on the podcast or radio program. Well, you can't you can't on the podcast, but not on the <laughs> not on the radio. All right, uh, our next guest, after finishing the 2018 GNCC series in 25th place in the XC2 250 Pro class, he's currently sitting fifth. Wow! Through the two rounds. Wow! This year, it's Tegan Temple. He joins us now. What's up, man? How are you? Good, good. How are you guys doing? We're hey, good. Thanks. I appreciate you jumping yeah. on a little early. A little I know. early, yeah. Yeah, no worries. You uh, talk about your season so far. I know it's only two races in, but um, you've been doing the Kenda Full Sprint Enduro Series as well in the Pro 2 class, right, and the GNCC. So talk about your program. Yeah, I, uh, you know, started out this year, uh, hit the National Enduros too, and uh, yeah, really pumped on how it's going so far. Um, I didn't have expectations. Did we, did, did we lose him, Jack? Already? Okay. Um, and by the way, it's the XC2 250 Pro Class, right, Tony? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. that's what he's. That's what Tegan's. Uh, by the way, cool name. By the way, Tegan Temple. Tegan, are you in a bad spot? Maybe we can try to yeah. get you a little closer to the window. or there something? There he is. I'm on the. I'm on the road here. Okay, very cool. 
And what state are you in, Tegan? Carolina right now. I just got done racing the alligator and heading north now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How was the alligator enduro? I, I'm bummed they're not doing it during bike week now because we aren't there to ride it. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was actually my first time racing it, and uh, it was uh, it was you know tough to read the trail with all the palmetto leaves, and right. you know with the palmetto roots, it was pretty gnarly. Uh, I mean, I had a good time. What minute were you on? I was on twenty three. So it should have been established by then, I would think. Yeah, yeah, there was just a lot of you know you'd be going down the main trails and you know hard left or hard right, and uh, you know there's a couple of places where we got turned around a little bit, but. You do wasn't, miss wasn't too bad. The, the the so the alligator enduro is is a pretty famous race that that they moved to the Daytona Bike Week and so a, you'd get a lot of pros to come down there and they actually would sell out and I don't know if they still do but they I was lucky enough to get there and race it and I think it was a connection through Wiseco because I worked for Wiseco and I we sponsored the event so they I think I shamed them into taking my money or something <laughs> but and I still paid but. Uh, How's the turnout? Do they do they sell out or is it is it huge still or? Um yeah, it was pretty big. Um I don't know the exact number, but um was it was, more than uh, six? Yeah, definitely more than six. <laughs> okay, good. I just want to try to round up to a number here. So the um that's a that's a race. Was that something you had planned on your schedule? Is something with your sponsors or something you just wanted to do? You said you've never done it before. Yeah, you know, um, I've always been struggling uh, with National Enduros, and uh, I did the first one, and I got third there, and figured I'd just keep the ball rolling, and ended up staying down. I wasn't actually planned on staying down, and, uh, you know, my boss let me get off work for the the week, so I stayed down, raced it, and then actually turned out real good, ended up uh, winning Pro 2, and then fourth uh, overall, so that was that was my best finish so far. Nice. Bro. No, uh, no alligators? No, no, I didn't see any. Apparently, there was a big snake. I missed it. But oh, a lot of, a lot of other guys ran it over. I got a story for you. We were at Chadwick. Okay, well, I can't really. It's a story I heard. But you ever ridden at Chadwick, Missouri? No. Nah, Mark Twain Forest. It's really technical, rocky. We were there a couple weeks ago, and we were the the park, the camp ranger or whatever dude. He's from I. He's he's a local guy that winters down there, and rides, and he's taking us on all the single track that you know the sneaky stuff that I don't know about it's not marked or anything and uh he, we stopped and he was telling us a story about how he said the snakes are starting to come out and he was telling a story about how the rattlesnakes are crossbreeding with the black snakes so there's no they're 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 poisonous supposedly but there's no warning they don't rattle or whatever and uh so the, these guys were riding and there was like a whole ball of them they were like babies or I don't know what they were doing, staying warm or something. And the, a guy roosted him, and it landed on the guy behind him and his handlebars on his number plate oh, or something. Man. Yeah, so the guy just ghost rides his bike, and the DNR end up coming in there. Excuse me. DNR end up coming in there and, like, collecting as many of them as they can in a sack and take them out of there. Buddy, I'm telling you, if I heard about a snake in Florida and I was racing, I'd either go really, really fast or I'd load up and go home because yeah. I'm scared yeah, I'm of snakes. Not a, I'm not a big fan of snakes either. And uh, actually, I think I saw a picture of it. I guess they must have killed it, but uh, I saw a couple different guys posting about it now. Well, what what about uh, what about coyotes and and other forms of wildlife? What are you fond of? Uh, uh, none. No. Okay. I guess All right. I like, I like dogs and cats. Dogs, I mean, cats, and eagles. I don't like dogs that much anymore. 
No, I don't dislike him. I just well, don't want to deal you, with it. You lost your dog, and, and I understand it. It's it's a it's a tough deal when you lose a and pet. a cat. Your dog ate the cat. No, I lost a dog and a cat and a grandma and a dad and an, and an aunt all kind of the same oh, time. Yeah, no doubt, dude. You were hit and hit and hit and hammered. And then I got hammered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now hey, I'm good. Everybody now goes we're riding dirt that. bikes again, Tegan. Everything's good. There you go. Yeah. You know, Tegan, my mother died uh, about two weeks ago. Oh, that's terrible. Sorry yeah. to do that. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Why did bring <laughs> Just bringing that up. Anyway. So, Tegan. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about you. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Just glad to be back racing. You know, had a tough uh, season last year. Just took a break and hung out, did some rides, you know, with family and friends. And, did it make you, you know? crave racing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's it. Definitely. Sometimes a break is good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it seemed to work for me. Made You know, made some changes this year, too, and uh, they seem to be working out. Do you, um, so. you do a lot of pedaling and spin classes, that kind of crap? Uh, I you know stationary bike at home. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania, so you know the winter's been been pretty rough. So just trying to do you know CrossFit kind of sure. Oh, CrossFit. And, yeah, not CrossFit, but that kind of you know high intensity sure kind of workout. You know. What were you? How did you react, or how did your body react? I guess you had already been racing maybe with the National Enduro, but did GNCC um, Palatka is always kind of hard on guys. I raced it in the morning race. Um. Let me rephrase it. I DNF the morning race. So, <laughs> um, you like that race? I, hey, hang on now. You you DNF the morning race? I didn't finish. Okay. I Good. did a belly flop at 40 mile an hour. Oh, I had a little boy. problem. Oh, but geez. Yeah. Out there by the start, you know where those tree roots, like one, a couple of them yeah. snuck up yeah, on the, me. And, the, the faster section there. Yeah. I hate it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, how'd you do? How'd you, how'd you fare? Um, I did pretty good. Um, I was, running up with the lead pack there and then actually ran into some brake problems i had to pull in and lost about a probably i had to guess a minute or so and kind of lost that lead pack and then the rest of the day i was just kind of riding by myself it seemed like i think that place is so technical and so physical everybody was so spread out that i just kind of rode the whole day by myself really not, not too exciting but that sounds lonesome when you're racing yeah. like that do you prefer to have somebody to chase do you prefer to have somebody pushing you or do you yeah. like riding your own deal and just focusing on your hitting your lines and that kind of thing? No, Georgia was a different story. I was, you know, up in the, you know, the top three uh, most of the day, and that was awesome. We were going back and forth with uh, a couple different guys there, and that was that was a real fun race. I like that. Yeah. Battle. I, I, we had a race this weekend, and I was I was um, there was a time when you know I didn't get tired at all, which is bizarre for me, but. Cause I'm getting old, you know, I'm 41 and it was a sand race. It was, it was kind of whooped out and got rough, but there was times when there was, I wasn't lapping anyone. There was nobody immediately in front of me. And I, I kind of just got bored for a little while. And then I'd see somebody and he'd give me kind of a rabbit to chase, you know? And sometimes I think as racers, it's, it's better to have, you know, even just even yeah, if it's somebody that's roosting you, it's almost better to have somebody chasing you to, to chase rather than just out riding. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that's why I kind of always struggled in the uh, the national enduros because you know you're, you're passing some you know other lines ahead of you, but for the most part, you're riding by yourself all day. And that's, I think why I always struggled, and I always liked the GNTC style head to head, you know, a lot better. When there's motocross sections in the tracks, do you do you like that, or or do you like Crawfordsville, or, or what are your 
What are your strong suits? What do you like as a rider? Yeah, I uh, I ride mostly moto until I guess this past year. That was one of the things I changed. But you know, for the most part, I was always found on moto track riding moto. Um, there's not a whole lot of you know areas to ride trails uh, where I'm from, so we always end up at the moto track. You know, I like the big jumps and the whip and all that. So you're um, you grew up racing motocross, in other words. No, just just riding it. That was my main. You know, I'd ride that and then go race hair scrambles on the weekends. But, you know, I did a handful of motocrosses. I did okay. It's just you'd be. It seemed like you'd be there all day and you would ride. You know, a total of twenty, thirty minutes. You know, especially in the amateur classes. And I like going to hair scrambles and enduros. Like you'd ride all day. Yeah, you're you're there. You're gone twelve hours from the house, and you got yeah. forty minutes of riding in versus you're yeah. gone six hours from the house maybe and you're whooped you don't need to get back on the bike for a couple of days because exactly. you've got you plenty got your money for yep um so the the gncc is is uh three hours for you guys in the afternoon race with the pros um yep. how's that been i mean that's the only series other than an enduro which you get breaks you know typically um how does that uh fare for you do you do you like you know you're doing sprint enduros do you do you prefer the sprints or do you prefer the three hours or are you partial not, to one or the other? I'm not a huge fan of the three hour. You know, I definitely like Georgia. I was running up front, faded there towards the end, you know, still trying to work my way into race shape. But, uh, um, I like the, I like the head to head, uh, racing, but the sprint doors are definitely a blast. And you, you know, those get cool how you get so close on time. I mean, we're all usually within a couple seconds from, you know, First to first to fifth is usually all within three or four seconds. That's yeah, crazy. It's, that's, it, it is crazy cool that too. after three hours, you guys are that close. Yeah. Oh yeah. At the same time, you're racing the same track, right? I mean, same track. Equipment is similar, not yeah, the same. Yeah, man. This if you if you went and rode a GNCC or even watched one in person, and you right. watched these guys how fast they're blitzing through the woods, right? And the stuff that that changes every lap or many times in a lap you know different guys have different you know and there's multiple different lines that you guys take and because it's a gncc that's the nature of it it's wide and, and a lot of times the atvs will race you know on same same course and, and that kind of thing and um it's it is really impressive that you guys can somehow um maintain maintain the the that such little distance in between each other do you wear a heart monitor when you race we were talking about this last week with uh Stu or somebody or maybe a couple of weeks ago about how they, his heart rate's like 200 for three hours which is unreal yeah that's one thing i really haven't gotten into was the the heart rate side of things i, I had a strap for a little bit but you know i was reading it i didn't really know much about it just how to you know track and see where it was to, to do a lot for me so i kind of got away from that what kind of bike you riding a uh, KTM 250 XC, 19. Yeah. The uh, two-stroke, four-stroke? Uh, two-stroke. Yeah, that was one of the changes I did for this year. Went back to the two-stroke and really liking it. Take less energy, you find, to ride uh, some of the more technical stuff on a two-stroke, or do you? Um, the biggest thing off the bat was uh, the start of last year. I was pretty much last off the line in every event. And, uh, that was like that was really frustrating and just having a two stroke being up front in the lead pack and being able to hang up there is uh another thing and the power i think uh you know compared to 
a stock 250 four stroke is you know is a lot more but you got these guys you know souping up the 250s i think it's just more competitive you know at a stock a stock level definitely cheaper to maintain for like oh, top yeah. ends and that kind of thing do you uh are you running the tpi or the or the carburetor model uh the carburetor model uh, the the key and carb on it yep that's just you know just that's just what i'm used to and know how to jet you know, Tony, that in the Tony, sometimes you talk over our listeners' heads with the TPI is what? Okay, so TPI is like basically, it's called transfer port injection. It's like a, a, a fuel-injected two-stroke. Okay. It's okay. new technology from KTM and Husqvarna, which is a shared engine. Is it becoming an industry standard? Not yet. And they've had some issues. They've had their their share of issues with TPI. And, and maybe Tegan has some experience with that or not. I don't know. But um, I just got a Husky 300. Oof. And and I did the exact I never thought I'd hear you say that. I know. But I just I wanted a legit woods bike and a two stroke again. So I mean I've got my RM two fifties and they're just they're just old and now they're they're more nostalgic cool to ride than they are to go three hours from home or more and, and hope the thing doesn't break. So um I got me at the Husky three hundred over at Edwards Motorsports and uh Council Bluffs and they treated me great on it and uh and you, I did the exact same thing you did, Tegan. I put the key and carburetor on it, took the Makuni off. Um, <clears throat> I just actually broke some reeds, and it's a new bike. I mean, it's fairly new by my standards, anyway. The thing's like it looks like brand new bike, and I haven't ridden it that much because, like you, the winter was brutal. And when I went south, I didn't take that bike. I went and rode motocross. And um, so Saturday, I was just I was just riding it, and the uh, I sucked the reeds completely into the engine, the inside wow. reeds, and they're oh, and they're they're come carbon fiber. So I don't know if you've had any experience with that or not, but I I changed it for the uh, the uh, uh, V Force reeds and okay. uh, Moto Tasserini, and they actually if I can tell the difference, the bike's snappier. I really like it. It's uh, I'm on the 300, not the 250, but um, yeah. I, have you have you had any issues with that? No, you know. All grow, growing up racing two strokes, I don't think I've ever really replaced reeds. And I've heard of other people having problems. But I've I've never really had anything happen to mine. Yeah. Well, but, uh, I, I did hope put, you don't. Uh, I did put a different head on mine. Did that too, and that seemed to put the SX head on mine. Get a really give a little bit more power. Huh. Interesting. And so, um, and so Scott talking about that the the husk of and the ktm everybody knows this that they're owned by the same company and right they uh one's white and one's orange but they smell a lot like the same bike really mine's got uh, a linkage on it well I, we've actually talked about that right i mean yeah we've talked about it a bunch but yours does not have a linkage does it yeah mine does yep oh it does okay so you're yep. riding the basically the same bike i am it's just yeah yep Yep. Only faster. <clears throat> he only he's riding it a lot faster. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't ridden with him, but uh <laughs> Hey Tegan, up against the clock. Who do you want to thank, man? Sponsors? Anybody you want to give a shout out to? Uh yes, uh JDP uh suspension, Jay and Clay there, and then Ride on Moto KTM, John Ruins, everybody working there. Uh Traction MX and uh five six oh graphics. Well, partner, you've been a tremendous guest. We appreciate it. I hope you come back. And uh, we were going to play a, uh, a special song for you, Georgia, but uh, apparently it's nowhere available online, even though it is one of the most popular songs that Ray Charles ever did, and it's no longer available on the internet. 
Um, it's it's really strange. It's it's. Uh, I think there's a conspiracy thing going on. Anyway, uh, Tegan, uh, good talk with you, brother. Uh, keep us posted on what's going on. We'll have you on anytime. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right, good. buddy. Best your your folks. Okay. We'll do. There we go. Um, originally had Evan Smith scheduled for this hour, but uh, having some issues in uh, connecting up with Evan, uh, we will uh, look to rebook him. Coming up next hour, Brandon Robinson, Jake Johnson, and a very special uh, interview as well that uh, Jack is going to be surprising us with. And it's, I believe Leanne DeLeon, the executive producer of our online version, uh, has selected the interview. So that's that's something to look forward to. Yeah. And um, we'll have more on the Mueller report as well. <laughs> no, we won't. Anyway, stick around. Back after this. Hi, this is Leslie Porterfield from the High Five Cycle. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.